You are welcome to another exciting episode of CADA Matters. CADA Matters is an awareness-raising program of CADA. CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, a UK-based charity working to prevent and end domestic abuse, especially in Christian homes. Listen to this episode with Gracilis so as to build healthy relationships and keep your home and relationships abuse-free. Matters has begun. Thank you so much for calling in quite early. I like early people. <laughs> um, good to see you again. Thank you so much for honoring our invitation. I hope you've had a nice day. You're looking fabulous as usual. Oh, thank you. Thank you for making the efforts. I've tried to dress very teenage <laughs> and I hope, <laughs> I hope I've succeeded. Well, to be honest, I was thinking, do I wear a t-shirt? What do I wear? And I just saw this. I'm like, you know what? This is easy. I just put it on. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, you know, you're talking about teen dating violence. A teenager might be interested in checking exactly. it out. So your parents might, might tell them to go check it out. So when they check it out, let them at least be someone that looks yeah. like a teenager. Uh, someone that looks like them. Thank you so much for joining us today and thank you everyone for joining us today and for those who will join us later. We are discussing teen dating violence today and we are back again. It is Gracilis and this is Kada Matters. Kada is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse. Kada Matters is actually an awareness raising arm of Kada. We're raising awareness about the issues of domestic abuse, especially when it comes to the faith when it comes to the Christian faith, it's something we don't like to talk about sometimes, but it's something that needs to be talked about. And a very big well done to all of our domestic abuse advocates, a big well done also to all our mental health advocates. We actually appreciate that today, September 10th, marks World Suicide Prevention Day. And I think that that's something that teenagers sometimes commit. In short, if I remember correctly, about 13 years ago, a friend of mine. Um, called me because he had just been called that his nephew, who at that time was 12 years old, had committed, just committed suicide that Saturday morning. So let's not um, think that these things don't happen even to a younger generation. Sometimes teenagers don't really, can't cope with what they are going through. And sometimes they can't cope with their relationships and then they just keep on being there. And that's why today we've called them. should we, what, what's the best name? Because I keep wanting to say liar, but I remember that your official name is Ruth. Welcome, welcome to all those who are Okay, we have Liar today with us. Liar is the founder of the Blossom Foundation. I would like her to talk more about that. I don't want to steal the introduction. She's going to be talking about herself in a minute's time. But for today, and those who have joined, it's teen dating violence we are discussing today. Laya would like to give you the floor at this time to tell us briefly about yourself. Thank you. Okay, so my name is Laya Remiolo, or if I have two names, yeah. So my first name is Bruce Ogunji, that's my official name. Okay. My other name is Laya, and then Remy, and then Olu is, you know, the name of my late husband. So, yeah. So liar, people, most people call me liar to be honest, and uh, they call me Elaro, liar So yeah, so that's me. I'm a youth leader. I'm a writer. I'm a mother to two amazing children. Um, and I'm the founder. Well, I'm a mentor and a coach, and then the founder of Blossom Foundation. 
The Blossom Foundation is an organization that targets the BME African girls um, and young adults, so teenagers from the ages of 10. I call them teenagers because a lot of 10-year-olds behave like they're 13 now. So we like to grab them from that age. Okay. And the adults, the ages of 20. So it's basically, to meet them at the point where they're transitioning into becoming women. And so we, you know, support them through all sorts. Um, through one-to-one mentoring, if they have behavioral issues or low self-esteem issues, we mentor them through that. Then we teach them life skills. It could be anything from braiding hair to baking to public speaking to learning how to save and spend money and also create business from your gifts. So we teach them quite a lot of stuff. And then we teach them, um, we, have, we hold workshops on um, emotional intelligence because we know our girls can flip up today, come down tomorrow. So we need to teach them how to balance their emotion, how to deal with it. And then, of course, now we also have bereavement care support for those who have lost somebody uh, or lost uh, or lost anything, to be honest. It's not just losing a parent that, you know, you, you uh-huh. can lose anything and that makes you feel low. So we provide yeah. bereavement care support, cultural bereavement care support. So we do quite a lot of stuff with our young girls, to be honest. And I'm, like I said, I'm also a youth leader um, in my church. So, yeah, that's... um pretty much a lot about me well that's a lot really <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm sure that um, our viewers can appreciate that um, you're coming onto the table with a wealth of experience i know dealing with teenagers you know brings to mind sometimes how we were also when we we're teenagers just as sometimes yeah. as parents we try to act like we never had those teenager crushes and yes. those things i remember actually <laughs> I'm the crush for a guy like this, and you know, I, I used to write about him with um, alphabets, with a, with a certain code in my diary, and you wouldn't believe he never talked to me till we left school. And he was a year my head of senior. So, hey, hey, confession time, teenagers, we've been there before. I remember there was a guy in my church, and there were like six of us that had a crush on this guy. He was so cute, like everybody, especially, and I think the guy knew how cute it was. So, when he passes us, he licks his lips and we're all like, oh my gosh, we want some milk. But when, he, when, when we, of course, we all grew older, went mm-hmm. out separate ways, and when we see the guy, and we're like, it wasn't even that funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's great. Teenagers listening and parents also, you see, you're talking with, listening with people who are very real today. And um, yeah. one of the things that has to do with, you know, teenage is the teenage love, the puppy love, and when you're a teenager, before you know it, you start to date. And yeah. that brings us to something that is of concern to us in Qatar Matters, and it's teen dating violence. Yeah. So, Laya, can you just help us with what exactly is teen dating violence? When we look at it, how common is it? And uh, is it a crime that really warrants arrest? What, what, um, what is teen dating violence? So, teen dating violence is the physical, sexual, psychological, emotional abuse within a dating relationships amongst teenagers. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I'm talking about teenagers, to be honest, uh, really, if you're under 18, you shouldn't be dating. Yes, coming from a Christian background for me and for, for somebody who's gone, had a wealth of experience, you shouldn't really be dating till you're 18. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for those who don't know, or for those uh, for the country that we're in now, um, if it involves violence, 
sexually or physically, psychologically or emotionally, that's um, team dating violence um, in a relationship and it's unacceptable. Oh, I think you lost the uh, volume. Have I? Yes. Um, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I just thought suddenly I'd lost the um, volume. Hello? Is that better? Okay. Yes, you're fine. I can hear you. Okay, yes, better now. The volume is back up. So we are discussing just now about um, domestic... You are talking about teen dating violence and, you know, actually giving us the definition of what it is. And you just said something critical, that if we are teens below 18, we should not be dating. Read your books. I mean, that's what our parents used to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know yourself. You're still a child, you know? Yes, know. yes. I think that's, that's key. Nobody's trying to prevent you from anything really great at this yeah. point in time. It's for your own good. So how common is teen dating violence? Because, I mean, teens date, how common is it? And uh, is it a crime really in the UK where we are? Is it something that would uh, warrant arrest? To be honest, it's, it's, it's um, very um, common around the world. But in some countries like the US, it's greater than okay. other countries. It's not that other countries don't have it, but some countries, yeah, they have more cases um, of teen dating violence, like the US compared to the UK. Mm -hmm. And I think um, as of 2011, Keir Starmer, which is one of the Labour Party's um, um, leaders, said um, that he wants to focus on the issue of domestic, he wanted to highlight the issues of domestic violence and relating it to teen dating violence. He said, that teenage girls between the ages of 16 and 19 are the group more at risk of um, teen dating violence and domestic violence. So mm -hmm. it's quite common. And um, I'm not sure if there's any, um, um, what do you call it, any um, time, any sort of prison time terms to it um, okay. if you're caught. But I believe as long as it's violence, it's unacceptable and could be punished. Um, the, the perpetrator could be punished for violating the young girl or the, or, you know, or, or being violent to her. Yes. So I believe it's not acceptable at all. Um, but laws from in different countries vary. So I'm not, sure how, yeah. I'm not sure how other countries deal with it, but it's basically, it's a crime. Okay, so yeah. so this thing dating violence, I'll just like our readers, I'll just reiterate to our viewers that it's not just the girls alone, it could be perpetrated against the boys. A male, a yeah. male thing. And you know, when it comes to teen dating violence, we are concerned, but why are we actually concerned about teen dating violence? Um, you know, I attended, well, no, I attended one of the services we had in church, and we were talking about marriages and relationships and then domestic violence popped up and one of the things i said which i still always stand on and stand by that every woman knows the kind of man she married now that could be whether he's violent or he's a cheater or whether he's a ghost a ghost means you see him today somewhere in the house absolutely about him absolutely whatever issues he has every woman knows that that man had those kind of um, she saw red flags, basically, from the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, here's why I'm saying that. If you're dating as a teenager, you're in 19, you're in uni, you meet a guy, or a guy meets a girl, and you begin to date, 
And this guy begins to show you traces of him becoming violent and you don't put an end to that relationship, you will end up in an abusive marriage. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's how it starts. So mm -hmm. um, our young people need to be aware of all these things, to be honest. They need to be aware that um, when you're dating somebody, abuse is should is a no-no, basically. Yeah. It's unacceptable, period. Whether it's a slap or a pinch, or punch is by threats to oh, just lift it off the hands to slap verbally <laughs> abuse verbally yeah. the b word and all sorts it's totally unacceptable that relationship should end period yeah you should well that's that's interesting to know and it's something that we, we need to um because sometimes we think that when people sign, when, when a relationship gets more serious, or maybe when we get married, she's going to treat me better, she's going to treat me better. No, if she's shouting at you, emotionally abusing you, psychologically abusing you, verbally abusing you, it's going to continue. We are concerned about dating violence because what someone is going to be later on in life, you see the traits, you know, as teenagers, as teenagers and it, it, it's better to sort of like take heed. Um, someone sent a former classmate of mine, this is like, I think last week actually sent me a text message. And this is after I mean, went to school like 34 years ago, as in secondary school for the first time. And he sent me a text message saying to me, Oh, Grace, I've been meaning to say this to you for so many years. I want to apologize. That time when we were in GSS 1, I did hit you. And I felt so bad about it for such a long time. And I just want to, I can see that you're fighting, you're doing, fighting against domestic abuse. And I just want you to know that it was something I picked up and I've never done it again. And yeah. So, you know, it, it takes someone realizing that this is wrong. This is unacceptable. Absolutely. I know as teenagers, if someone is coming with what they have seen mirrored at home, could be the ideal. Yeah. So it's important yeah. for us to 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 know that. And I think I'm even beginning to cite it first of all. I see what people have seen mirrored at home could actually affect the teenager and he starts leaving it out in his relationship. What, what factors yeah. do, can we say, promote teen dating violence? I mean, in your experience, what are the factors that promote teen dating violence? Number one, you just said it. Um, we, we all hear this word, charity begins at home. Yeah. So what you showcase at home is more likely going to be picked up by your children and then they develop as they grow as teenagers. And because they don't know any better, they carry on doing it. So let me let me draw a, um, an example of a woman who is in an abusive relationship. She's been beating black and blue every day. If you go and look at this woman's history or look at the man's history, Either one of them most likely have come out from abusive homes. And yeah. they're only mirroring and doing what they see because they think that's the right way. Mm -hmm. So one of the, the um, factors that promote teen dating violence is uh, basically replicating what people, what parents do at home. That's number one. Number two, um, teens are heavily influenced by their peers. Yeah? So yes. your peers might say, you know, this is what I do when I'm with my girlfriend. She talks nonsense. I give her a dirty slap. She cannot talk to me like that. I'm the man. And because your friend is bigging up himself, you're thinking, oh, I like that guy. He's a cool guy. You almost likely want to do the same thing if you don't know any better. <laughs> they get that peer pressure. Your friend's make, feeling big in front of you and you want to copy them. So mm -hmm. that's another one. The other one is bullying. If you have the tendency to bully or you're a bully, period, you're most likely want to show that you have authority, you have power, so you want to bully your partner. It 
could be the girl bullying the boy or the boy bullying the girl. Then, psycho, um, high levels of jealousy. If you're the type that gets jealous easily, when you see your girl talking to another girl or you see another man talking to your girl, you're like, no, why are you talking to man then? That's why you can't be talking to that man. You know, you flip, you get angry and you react. Give her a dirty slap. And because this young girl does not know her worth, hmm. abuse is inevitable. Whether it's cheating or slapping, you will accept it as the, this is how it should be. So hmm. abuse is inevitable when you don't know your worth. Um, verbal conflict when you're constantly arguing with this person and because you're arguing and you have anger issues, the next thing you're going to do is to lash out with a slap. So those are factors that can encourage uh, um, teen dating violence and um, either one of these factors needs to be addressed before you actually go into dating with anybody. Thank you very much. Hello. I can hear you. Okay, I, I just, it all went silent like those days in secondary school we say an angel has passed. So I have to look again just to be sure. That's yeah. quite interesting as in a low self-esteem, not knowing your worth would allow yeah. you to be in a place that would, you just continue being abused, thinking you yeah. don't deserve better yeah. And, yeah. and having this feeling that nobody else would love me and perhaps nobody in the school has actually looked at you and this is the first guy or yeah. the first person that's shown interest and you desperately want to also keep a relationship just the way your other friends are keeping a relationship. So this peer pressure could actually work in both ways. The guy trying to, and the girl wanting to remain in the relationship so that when everybody's talking about their boyfriend, she has you something to talk yeah. about. But, I mean, liars advised us today that as long as you're a teenager, keep dating out of it. Learn to know people. Just know them, know them, know them like that. And from there, you can pick up people who respect you. You can yeah. pick up people who understand your value. You can pick up people too who you can identify that they have the same value system yeah. with you. And someone might be watching today, you know, a parent might be watching and begin to think, well, how then, you know, my child is becoming a teen. She's now getting conscious of the fact that she's a woman. She doesn't go out anymore like that. She doesn't, she checks the mirror 1,000 times a day before leaving the house. You know, she's always checking herself and all that. He's always checking himself, combing his hair. He's always on the phone. How do you know when your team, what are the things to search for, to size the spot to know that, listen, your team is in an abusive relationship? Um, first and foremost, I'm going to be speaking as a mother. So I have two children and I know the characters, either one of them. I know, like my son is always bubbly 24 7. You can never, I mean, even if you never a dull moment. Huh? Yeah, Never a dumb woman. Even when he gets angry, he will deal with the anger and then come back and he's still his bubbly self. My daughter too, she's a bit calmer in her nature, but she's a bubbly child as well. So for me as a parent, I can instantly tell when there's something wrong with my child. Their facial expression says one and then their behavior starts to change. So um, for parents, you need to watch out um, for your child. You need to watch out the signs. You need to see have they become withdrawn? Have they stopped doing the things they love to do? Are they always looking around, like, you know, checking to see if somebody's coming, watching over their shoulders? You know, are they, um, the eating pattern, have they stopped eating the way they normally would eat? Have they started dressing differently? So 
So if you have a girl, for example, who likes to dress properly and all of a sudden you just notice she starts to wear black, she starts to cover her head, that's questionable. Why did it change all of a sudden? That needs to be looked at. Whether it's teenager violence or bullying occurring in school, that needs to be looked at. Then also, um, your child begins to check their messages. So they're following their phone all the time because their partner has a hold on them. If they don't pick up, the partner will think they're with another man. So they have to check their phone 24 7. Their phone is by them. They can't sleep. They can't eat that phone. They must respond to it because their partner has power and control over them. Hmm. Um, then your, your child blames themselves for everything. Mm. And that's because their partner has made them feel like they're the cause of the whole world going down. So when your child drops something, oh, sorry, it's my fault. Oh, mommy, sorry, it's my fault. So they blame themselves for it. Then their grades, they begin to mess about in school. They're not doing as well as they should be doing in school. And um, they're always anxious. They're, you know, having depression. Um, There's a, a lot of things. You know, you would know. You would know unless you don't know who your child is. You will know when there's something out of place. Something wrong, out of yeah. place. Out of place. I, I think it's quite important because I know that teenagers a lot like to like look at their phones. But yeah. when, when your, your child seems to have um, what you call, I'm trying to remember the word, I think it's nomophobia. There's a word for it where you can't do without your phone. Then there's a problem. You know, when your child starts um, having this self depreciating speeches you know yeah. just turning themselves down and talking down on themselves and yeah. never and all of that it's someone listening and repeating what he or she has heard said by yeah. someone they love you know and believing to be true and you know, like i said it all we need to watch out it's not just enough for us to be busy thinking we're just providing for them without watching out to see yeah. what's going Sometimes the truth is, like, most parents are not concerned as long as they are doing well academically. You know, that's the problem. That we're that not concerned. The not, oh, you're not so much so you know. Yeah. No, so, yeah, that's, that, that is the problem. That's such an idea. That's the issue. We, we never seem to be concerned until the grades, you know, stop doing well and then that's when we start looking but we, we can start looking at the little 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 subtle subtle yeah. and then we, we can then find out and trust your god's feelings honestly trust your yeah. god feelings you think something is not right something definitely, definitely is not right no right i just correct something on the yes. phone issue yes teenagers are always on the phone but you need to look at their attitude even if they're always on the phone for mm -hmm. a girl who's in a, a relationship that is abusive, she will constantly be afraid, even though she's on her phone. It's mm -hmm. like her phone will not beep, she will jump. It's like it's like the presence of the guy or her, or the boy is in the same room with them, but it's only on the phone. Mm -hmm. So there are different characters in, in in young people when they're glued to their phone. They're the ones that are, who are all excited and glued, and they just check the social media. The ones who are being groomed on the phone tend to hide their phone. They don't yeah. want to watch. Then the ones who have partners who are suppressing them and mm. controlling their lives, when they're on the phone, it's like their partner is physically in the same environment mm. with them. And that reflects when they're responding to their phone. They're always jumping. 
Okay, I, I think I like there's something you've just said there that is quite crucial. Sometimes the phones are being used to groom these people. So I know okay. we're, we're saying team dating violence, and it appears to be one team dating another team, but it could be a mature adult yeah. grooming yeah. our yeah. children, God forbid, but grooming that yeah. teenager, you know, yeah. to eventually, you know, assault them. I, I was yeah. reading something just quite recently. Um, a friend of uh, someone I got introduced to, and then I went to her blog to read about her blog, and she was just recounting how she met up with a friend she had not seen for a while, and she was just giving this horrible story of how this friend had someone who used to come to her place of work, trying to ask her out for a long time. She kept on saying no, and after some time, she never saw the person again. And suddenly, the guy started coming again and again and again, and then they started talking. She was getting comfortable, and one day he was like, "Oh, let's just just go and know my place." And she went, and unfortunately she went there, she, she said she swore that she opened the drink herself. And that was the last thing. When she woke up the next morning, she was in pyjamas, she was in a strange bedroom, yeah. and all of that. So we need to look at this. We need to, you know, be able to have, have uh, what do you even call it, to have some checks too. Yeah, you know, and something happens. And I think it's still the same way, you know. This thing, dirty violence, is, is a watch call for us as parents to yeah, watch, watch what is happening. And I think that goes to the next thing we're going to be looking at. How can we prevent dating violence? I mean, how can we prevent it as parents, as friends, as coaches, as youth leaders, as pastors? What can we do to prevent dating violence? So for me, yeah, I, I like to use my own personal experience in responding sometimes. So when I was going to church in, in London, one of the things me and my friends, I, I say this, all my teenagers will tell you that, oh, Atilaya says this story all the time. So we're in church, we put in the offering. After the offering, me and my girls will sneak out to the shop and go to the corner shop and buy bonbons. And we will time the preaching and we're eating till when the preaching is over or nearly like two minutes, we're back in church. Now, the reason why we did that is we didn't connect with, mm. with the preaching. Mm. And you still have that problem today in a lot of churches. You're talking about tithes and offering where there's nothing wrong with that. You're talking about giving your life to Christ. There's nothing wrong with that. You're talking about marriages. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But you don't address the issues that teenagers are facing. Mm -hmm. Like, are you doing drugs? Are you doing alcohol? Are you in a relationship where you shouldn't be in? Uh, do you have mental health issues? So mm -hmm. all of these things brings me down to the number one thing, education. We need to educate our young people on real-life issues, on things that are happening. So as a parent, don't just tell your child, ah, don't go and date a 18 old date a man that slaps you, mm -hmm. it's your problem. No. You let your child know that you will be beautiful, you're beautiful, you'll be wonderfully made by God. Nobody should tell you otherwise because they're wrong. Nobody should ever hit you because it's unacceptable. And then you tell them your own personal experiences and you bring out videos and mm -hmm. proof that this is what happens. If mm -hmm. you start a relationship with a guy who smacks you and you eventually go to help so you get out, when you're going to get married, you're more likely going to go in the same pattern because that's what you know. So education is top number one. You teach them on what relationship is. You teach them how to develop healthy relationship skills like how to everybody will i mean we all disagree there will be conflicts but mm -hmm. there's a way you can conflict in a positive way yeah that will not help get you into the the, the, the area of being violent so you yeah. teach them 
all these healthy relationship skills. How to um, communicate when you're angry, how to deal with conflict, um, how to listen, because it's important that you listen to what your partner has to say so you understand where they're coming from. Um, you also teach them um, how they must keep their self-esteem positive because if your self-esteem is really down there, anything, you will go for anything. You don't know yeah. any better. So having a positive and a healthy self-esteem is, is important. You yeah. must, as a parent, you are the one who will encourage your child's self-esteem from when they're babies. Yeah. You're teaching them. And by the way you act as a mother and as a father, they're copying you as well. If as a mother, your self-esteem is on the floor, I can guarantee you your daughter will be on the same floor with you. So yeah. your children watch, just like they watch when you're violent, they pick up from you. They're watching your self-esteem and picking up from you. Let me talk about my beautiful daughter. She used to be very, very shy. But I had to tell her that, look, young lady, mommy wants you to come out a bit more. And gradually, I started helping her gradually. She would tell me, but mommy, I'm not like you. I said, that's fine. You don't have to be like me. But you have to develop these skills because you will need it in life. And that's what parents need to do. Help the children develop a positive self-esteem. It's very highly, 100% important before a lot of things. Then also, um, emotional intelligence. That's a big one. Um, emotional intelligence, you teach your children how to manage their emotions. You don't teach, if your son gets angry and kicks the door, you don't say, ha, ah, and you watch him. You mm. put that son to sit down, if he's older, whatever he is, and you correct it instantly that that is an unacceptable behavior, period. If you have a son who's always yelling at his sister and likely wanting to work her, you correct that son that that is not the way you treat women. Even if you have a daughter who speaks um, rudely to her brother or you correct that child, you have to teach them how to manage their emotions. Yes, we have emotions. God created these emotions. We can get angry. It's allowed. Even the Bible says it. Mm -hmm. Don't allow your anger cause you to sin. So mm -hmm. we need to teach our young people how to manage emotions. And by doing this, um, we will put them in a position on how to prevent themselves from getting into um, relationships that have the tendency to have violence in them. I like what you said about watching videos and all of that because just yeah. today again, you know, I was talking about getting the news of this 35-year-old chap who went to his wife's place of work and shot her. And yeah, she's a pastor. Yes, a prophet. Well, so, you know, if these things happen, for maybe, you know, if some steps were taken at the very beginning to stop some certain things, then it wouldn't progress. And, you know, there's something about doing these things age appropriate. If a child, if a child is below two and throws tantrum and does, does all of that, yes, there are some things you look at. But once a child, you know, begins to get up to that age, there are some things that are unacceptable. There are some things that should not be delayed. There are some things that you, you don't wait for. I'm waiting for the other partner to come to correct. You correct it there and then. See, this particular thing, we are not having it here. It's, it's Can not. Can I just say something? Yes, please. Even from the age of two. I'll yeah. tell you about my son. Um, my son, when he was two, the first time he got angry, he just bashed his head on the floor. And because he was my first child, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then I, I carried him and I was petting him. Then he did it the second time. I'm like, hmm, this boy does not know his mother. I carried him again and I petted him, made him feel better. The third time he did it, I gave him a tap. I said, if you do that one more time, you'll be in trouble. And that was the end of it. 
daughters marry monsters. No. <laughs> so, so let's, make sure, let's make sure we don't send out monsters to other people's daughters. No, absolutely. We're taking them out. No monsters. We don't want them. So if you if you find your child, someone listening now today is thinking, okay, I know I've missed um quite some things. If if you find your child in a violence, your your child is a teenager and, and your child is dating and, and you know that there's violence you know, in this relationship, there's some form of abuse. And, and we're not just saying violence. It doesn't have to be physical. Oh, you know, yeah. know that there's abuse going on. What, what what, can you do? It's already occurring. What can you do as a parent? Okay, for me, yeah, um, I'll give you another example. So one of my nieces, um, someone like a niece to me, was in this relationship. And she's kind of a calm girl. She's very reserved, yeah? And then her boyfriend, of course, is the talkative guy. And this guy had told her before that his, his dad was violent to his mom many, many times. Mm. So one day I watched him. He, you know, I went to, the, to his house and she was there. And I watched him. He sat in the chair, ordering her up and down, bring this, bring that. And <laughs> as reserved as she is, she was going up and down, up and down. One day I just called her. I said, come, madam, let me sit down and talk to him. I say, you know you, you cannot talk. You're very reserved. I say, if that guy was to beat you black and blue from today to tomorrow, you won't say anything. I said, that relationship is unhealthy. Get out. And that's how she left. So if your daughter is in that relationship, yes, you want her to get out. But before you want her to get out, you need to understand her emotions. Because I know how it is to be in love. My first love, it was oh, first love. <laughs> I 
said, nothing needs to happen before I talk to you about things. So you pray for them constantly. You pray with them and then you talk to them. And um, with God, all things are possible. So that child with God, you know, she will come out of it. It just takes patience and support, really. Yeah, yeah. I think I like what you said last because I remember Reverend George, I, I, I did be sharing a testimony of how his daughter had this puppy love and <laughs> like it was really, it was terrible. Every time when he saw the guy, it was like it, it came, it became a spiritual matter. Yeah, battle, yeah. We break through, and then one day she suddenly said, She's not doing it again, in spite of all what she has done. And it's important for parents to have yes. a relationship with your children so that it's not every time, just like what Laya said, every time you call them, once you just hear their full name, you know, you know, you hear your full name those days. You, just I mean, say, talk, ah, you know, once you just hear, that's not the time to call their full name. It's the time to call that pet loving name. You know that they know that once mommy or daddy calls this name, mm, things are good. And then you tell them, like Daya said, I see you have their interest best in heart. Someone better, someone who loves them. There's always somebody that is always you know, that's what we say. Listen, yeah. all these people disturbing themselves, trying to follow by a guy or follow by that. There's always somebody who is just walking around doing nothing that this person would fall in love with and start walking like he or she is worshiping the ground upon which they walk yeah. on. You know, and that person will be working like that with enough self-esteem, which is yes. something we can give our children from the very beginning, making them feel loved, making them knowing that we are in this together. We love you for who you yes. are. We love you whether you are, you get married or you don't get married, whether you're in a relationship, you're not in a relationship. Because sometimes some of these um, things just get propagated because we as parents have our ideal of what we think our children need. And, and they don't have to, like someone said, I don't want to kiss too many frogs before I find Prince Charming. In the, in the era of kissing many frogs, you know, they don't have to kiss the frogs of domestic abuse. They don't have to kiss anybody abusing them. And we're just going to wrap up today. I know you said you talked about what Blossom does at the very beginning, but for those who missed it out, could you just help us again? This is Lyle. She is the founder of Blossom Foundation. She's just going to tell us again in a minute what Blossom does in case you you joined late you came to class late today um let's give you the opportunity once again and your final word on team dating violence Lyle. okay so um i'll i'll start with the final word on team dating violence before i go into what blossom done does so team dating violence this is for you teenagers both boys and girls there is no hurry to jump into relationship right now you have your life ahead of you. The way relationships are today, you need to take it slowly. If you're getting to know somebody and you smell a rat, when I mean you smell a rat, they behave a certain way that is unacceptable, whether they yell at you angrily in a funny way or they throw things or they behave a certain way that your, your body will tell you is wrong. It's time to step out of that relationship because you don't owe each other anything. You're getting to know each other. You can leave. Um, it's better you take your time. You wait for the right person at the right time to come. Don't rush into relationship that you will, will basically be detrimental to your future. Um, there's no need for it. Look at like the pastor who shot his wife dead. Only God knows what he has been through and why he took that big step to take somebody else's life. We don't want you guys to end up that way. So take your time. If anything, as teenagers, truthfully, 
between the ages of 18 to 21. Get to know yourself. There's so much about yourself you don't actually know. Get to find out that am I the kind of person this guy would want in his life? Are you the kind of guy this woman would want in their life? So you need to get to know yourself, find out things about yourself and develop yourself. There's time. There's no rush. And on that said, I'll tell you what we do at Blossom Foundation again. So it's an organization that is targeted at the BME African girls um, in Greater Manchester from the ages of 10 to um, young adults ages of 20. And basically what we do is support them through that transition from ages 10 into teenagers, into adulthood, and support them with whatever issues they have, whether they have mental health issues or they have behavioral issues, they have self-esteem issues. We help them and support them through one-to-one -one mentoring, through development of life skills, because honestly, in as much as you study, if you don't have some certain life skills, again, that affects your relationship down the line. So we develop life skills that they will need and um, also provide bereavement care support for those who have lost um, a parent or are facing any sort of loss. And then um, we also carry out do workshops like emotional intelligence, teaching you how to manage your emotions as a young lady because we know how we women can be. We're happy today, we're sad tomorrow. We need to teach our young girls how to manage those emotions because that way, they know how to get into the right relationship. They know how to deal with their emotions in those relationships. So we teach them a lot of things. Teach them how to manage money, how to invest uh, money, how to use their hands to make money and save. So we teach them quite a lot of stuff. And um, the best thing is to check our website out. It's www.blossomfoundation.org.uk. That's www blossomfoundation.org.uk and that's pretty much all we do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Um, Layo, I must say that uh, it was something I looked forward to and I tell you my expectations were not cut short at all. Oh. Uh, dear viewers, if you're listening now or you're listening later, you need to check out Blossom Foundation. Uh, you could also follow Blossom Foundation. They are a trendy foundation. They are social media friendly. So you can find them on Instagram. You can find Lyo also on Instagram. I think Lyo, Remy, you can find them on Instagram. I'm sure by the time you start typing Blossom Foundation, you will find that it's the kind of organization you want your child to be acquainted to. It's the kind of organization you would want to know about workshops or things they are doing, especially in this era where we are doing so many things remotely, so that you could get to watch, your children could get to watch, and you could... You know, help, these are different ways we help our children and help our teenagers. I want to say a big thank you once again for joining us. Thank like you. Thank you everyone for listening again. Remember that this is Kada Matters. We talk about Kada. Uh, Kada means Church Against Domestic Abuse. And it's Kada Matters, which just really talks about domestic abuse-related matters. You can follow us also on Instagram. Just check Church Against Domestic We hope you enjoyed and learnt from today's session. Till we come your way again, remember, God hates abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. The church, which is you and I, say no to domestic abuse.